Let's pray. Loving and gracious God, on this day of celebration and affirmation of ministries, we pray that the written word and the spoken word will be the living word in our lives this day. In the name of Christ, amen. Friends, it's a delight to be with you this morning as we do celebrate ministry in its wholeness. Uh, there is an old saying that it goes like this. Blessed is the preacher who doesn't go on too long, for they will be invited back. <laughs> Let's see in the context of this morning's worship how we live up to that. But first we have come to worship God, and in that context, to welcome Joyce to the circuit. So I'm going to invite the rest of us to listen in, to reflect on perhaps what our calling is, and not just the calling of Joyce. Of course, all of you will have your own ideas about what a minister should do. Be good at pastoral visiting and always get the right tone at the right time. Chairing meetings effectively to be on top of the agenda so no one gets out of hand and everybody, of course, is happy with the outcome. Preach the word of God Never have an off day. Never show any emotion whatsoever. Never feel that life is getting out of control. And of course, ministry is all about us being everywhere all the time in the right place. Well, folks, I think... The church, at times, has a very funny view of what ministry is. So let's look at scripture this morning and explore the calling of a minister and perhaps what we are calling Joyce to do. We need to remember, though, that whilst Joyce has been stationed here by the conference to minister on a part-time basis... She is not, and I repeat, a part-time minister. She inhabits the role of presbyter as her calling. It is not part-time. She works alongside you as she will work alongside the hospital as a consultant. You simply cannot be a part-time presbyter. This morning we read from the book of Isaiah and from the Gospel of Matthew. And I think, and I want to suggest to you, it speaks about two roles that are the core of ministry. Prophetic and pastoral. Second Isaiah, which our first reading comes from, looks forward to his people's release from servitude and their return to Jerusalem. He lives in the midst of difficult times. He and his people are living as refugees in exile. They'd seen their city destroyed and their beloved temple 
destroyed as well. But in the midst of Israel's hardship, its servitude and its despondency, the prophet hears a voice which says, and we heard it this morning in the first couple of lines of that reading from Isaiah, cry out, cry out. And the prophet answered, what shall I cry? That's a good place to begin as we consider what it is to be a minister and to be in ministry. And when I talk about being in ministry, yes, we are welcoming Joyce this morning on behalf of the conference to minister in this place alongside her role in the hospital, but we all are engaged in ministry, lay and ordained. The voice says, cry out. And it's God's voice and the prophet responds, what shall I cry? I want to suggest that this is a good place to start. Because ministry has no legitimacy whatsoever except as a response to God's call. It is no foundation and nothing to be getting on with unless those who seek to minister and be ministers have listened to the voice of God first of all. Ministry gets underway as a response to this call of God. Second Isaiah has already begun that task for us. To his people in servitude and exile, the prophet says, Comfort, oh comfort my people. And we've heard those words echo down through the ages, promising a time when justice will be done, promising that those who live in the valleys of desperation will be raised up, and those who live on the mountains of privilege and indifference will be brought low. We've heard those words in the desperation of the concentration camps in Nazi Germany. We've heard them declared from pulpits in South Africa to a people groaning under the burdens of apartheid. And friends, crucially today, as we celebrate ministry and what it means to be a minister, we have heard them in our own communities. But... Have we taken notice, is the question. To minister, to be a minister, is, and to fulfill our calling, is to be a steward of this prophetic tradition. It should be obvious, friends, to anyone who reads the newspaper, listens to the news, that we need prophetic voices still in our communities, and in our world. And so, Joyce, it is your job, your calling, to be a servant of the Word of God. It is your job to listen to God's voice and to cry out wherever there is need for justice, comfort, and hope, and to share that with us. Do not keep it to yourself. 
And as you do that, remember this little story. There's a man down on his luck, and he walks into a church. And let's say this church has always catered for perhaps what we might say a better class of congregation. And spotting the man in dirty clothes, a church steward, worried about the church's image, went to the man and asked if he needed help. The man replied, no, I was praying last night and God told me to come to this church. The steward, a bit taken aback about this, suggested to the man that he should go back and pray a little bit more as he might get a different answer next week. And so the man turns up next week and the steward comes to him and says, did you get a different answer? And the man says, oh yes, I got a different answer. I told the Lord that they didn't want me in that church. And the Lord said, don't worry, I've been trying to get in there for years and I still ain't made it. It is the work of the prophets and the work of ministers to help us understand things, to get things in proper perspective. It is the task of the servants of the word to dissuade us from pride and our pretentiousness. But it's also to be present and attentive to those moments when people become overwhelmed in their fragility and by their frailty. Joyce, that isn't just your job. It is in the midst for all of us that those moments that the prophet has something to say. See, the Lord comes. He will feed his flock like a shepherd he will gather his lambs, the lambs in his arms, and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother to the sheep. As we turn to the reading from Matthew's Gospel, and the reading begins with that brief report of Jesus healing a man on a Sabbath, only to be lambasted by the keepers of the law who had been fixated upon the law's letter and completely and utterly missing the spirit. And yes, to be sure, the Sabbath was instituted so that we might refrain from work and rest from our labors. And that need for rest and, re re rest and restoration was thought important enough to be included in one of our commandments. Joyce, and to all who you will minister to and with, remember your calling is not to be there 24-7. You need time to rest, to reflect, and pray. And I hope that the good folk of the Westminster Circuit will allow you to do this, because you will not be fulfilling your calling if you do not reflect, pray, and rest. Don't let your calling become so burdensome of an instrument of constraint 
Because when it does, that's the time to get out. I don't want you to go just yet, but I'm just giving you the warning. That's the time to get out when it becomes a burdensome instrument of constraint and you are not listening to the Spirit. Of course, Jesus got it, didn't he? He healed people on the Sabbath, not just once, but repeatedly. And what better use of the Sabbath could there be than to heal and to walk alongside people in their frailty? Joyce, be a follower of Jesus, the one who comes to set us all free. And pass that on to us using your God-given skills and your calling. The second segment in that reading from Matthew's Gospel is literally a citation taken straight from the text of 2nd Isaiah. Only now the words are applied to Jesus himself. Here is my servant, who I have chosen my beloved, with whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon them. And in that choice, remember that this actually isn't your ministry. The ministry which you are called to is the ministry of Christ. And it is also the ministry of everybody sat here this morning and everybody who is not sat here this morning. It is the ministry to all whom God has called to proclaim justice, to offer comfort, to bring hope. Friends, don't just lay that on the people sat here. Because I know for a fact that they're good by God, they're not miracle makers. They need you as much as you need them to fulfill the mission of Christ in this place. It is all our roles to offer comfort, justice, and bring hope, lay and ordained. And so Joyce, this morning, we will affirm through your promises, the congregation will also promise to pray with you and alongside you. For you and your colleagues and all of us here are called to share Christ's ministry, to share in the work of him who comes amongst us as a servant, to bring the promise of God that all, all, shall have life and have it abundantly. The tasks which you are called to in the company with Jesus, Joyce, we will pray for you and those who you walk alongside to bring the good news of the gospel to all who journey with you as you embark on this new journey of ministry. And friends, for us, let this be a church and a ministry which follows the God who calls the unexpected people, who speaks in the unexpected places, who bestows unlimited and unexpected blessings, 
for each of them to be given away for the sake of this world which God created. So friends, may God bless you. Joyce and all the people you encounter in this ministry as you continue this profound and transforming journey with God who calls us all. Amen.